0: Then I'm gonna go buy this house. Should have held more Litecoin, baby. Fuck. It's too much. It'll go. Go all the way to the freaking moon. What's the moon? The thing is, I don't I wish I could just go around and just like tap my phone and spin this shit though. Like it feels like there's a lot more use to this stuff than just going. I hope it goes up again. Lost cost an eighth of a hundredth of a cent. Wow. Magic. Crypto. Magic beans. And they say, oh, you got to hold it in your wallet. And then you got to keep that piece of paper with you with all those secret pets, like 30 passcodes you got to have to get the wallet. I want to just tap my arm at the restaurant with the chip in me and just get it over with. And my little Doge coins go out and pay for my cheeseburger. How hard is that? A little soon, I think. I freaked my neighbor out with that. He was talking about, I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of this new world order or whatever. And I said, man, I said, brother, when I can just scan the wrist and I can lose my wallet free form and willy nilly, that will be the day. Just scan me out. Who is this man? Just scan him. Scan me.
1: I just, yeah. Make everything like a festival. Yeah. I don't, this is just a husk. Use it as I may. He's a, that's your anti-vaxxer neighbor, right? Yeah, he's not into the
0: vaccines. Into Bud Light, not into the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be a little... We lead really different lifestyles, if you will. Are we re- We're recording? We're recording. Okay, I want to jump back to something you said when I got here before we even get into anything. And it was about this like kind of like cool New Age Catholic priest at this event. Because I was thinking for a second, and I don't think we... We might have talked about the movie Eternals last week. I don't know if we did. did we I don't not? think so. Maybe we didn't. Well, I, all I was thinking watching that movie was, one, this feels pretty Old Testament. And so the, there was some reference. There was some reference. But two, like, man, if they would present modern religion in this way, it would be so sick. But what I was started to think was, well, this is sort of the problem is everything that's not modern religion is basically so fucking cool that when, you, when they go, they're like, hey, listen to this story. And they're like, he walked on water. And you're like, yeah, but like. Come on, Optimus Prime fought a Jurassic robot dinosaur and returned to his homeland a dead shell of himself. There's there's so much cool out there that like I love seeing the Catholics try to keep up with that. And like the hip the hip conservative church is the coolest shit going because if you think wrestling is presenting you some some characters and kayfabes, dude. Go to a, go, go to a modern, like even one that's like, we're kind of non-denominational, but Baptist and we play modern praise and worship. And it's like, it is the, what do they, what do they call it? Not hypocrite, but like when you're, when you don't even know that you're not in on the joke, what is that? doesn't matter. It's some form of weird irony. Someone will email in. Will y'all please email in? Uh, what is the email, Peter?
1: Weekendatfes at gmail.com.
0: I understand I explain things extremely well. And I'm someone who believes in the philosophy of if you are a teacher or a speaker or a storyteller and people don't understand what you're saying, then clearly you're not very good at it. Uh, but anything you want clarification on in my life, because this, I'm just going to go right into it. This woman from Bahrain really wants us to help her out. And these emails, while important, don't don't have to do with some of the main things we want you to do when you're emailing into weekend at effies. It's weekend at effies at gmail?
1: Weekend at effies at gmail.com. Do
0: you want me to get you a an effie lives email? Yes. Weekend at effies great.
1: at EffieLives.com?
0: That's great. So it's on the network. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, we're gonna get this updated. So maybe don't email. I don't I, I do care. I wanna hear from you. I wanna know what you gotta say. But also, I am constantly on Twitter talking to people anyway. So it's not like I'm running from the... Did you ever go see Toby Mac live in concert?
1: I did see DC Talk. We were talking about how me... Wait, I did see Toby Mac because he opened for Skillet, who opened for POD, which was my first concert. And think about this, though. like This is a lot of kids' first rock and roll experience out there.
0: Y'all can deny it all you want. Toby Mac was bringing the like new metal power pop uh, hip hop he really experience. was the
1: christian uh, fred durst
0: yeah but he was also sort of in that category of like what genres are popular and they were like all of them and he's like i got one for you then like it was sort of like Any weird uh, gutter he could fit into that, like, casually would pull in listeners,
1: he would do it. Well, okay, here's a really deep Christian cut. When uh, Green Day put out American Idiot, one of the other dudes from DC Talk also put out a Christian rock opera. That was, like, (laughs) in tonality, exactly American Idiot.
0: Oh, man. Good for you, though. You know what? Use it. Use it or lose it. You know, the first concert I ever went to was a very Christian concert. You're not gonna believe this. Are you familiar with uh performance artist and recording artist uh Carmen? (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Laugh as close as you want because all right, if you're not out if you're not familiar with Carmen out there, let me be perfectly fucking clear about what I went to see. I distinctly remember this as the first concert, and it may have been like I don't know where this was. It's somewhere in the American Uh, Southeast. This man, I'm talking, has full stage plays during these songs, and the devil will come out. There is fog machines. There are dancers. There are costumes. There is stunts. I believe it. Carmen brought the whole narrative out there through rock and roll, and I think like thinking back, you're like, oh my god, Effie is so Freddie Mercury, but I'm like... There was this man, and in the name of Jesus, he put on the gayest operatic rock shows of all time, not even knowing how gay they were. And I was out there just like, You can wear a cape and have a fog machine? This is immortal. I'm taking this with me forever. And then I just strutted out of the arena with my mother. We're going to see Carmen. Love you, Mom. I'm glad we did. <laughs> I had a weird weekend, Peter. Uh, I, I know this is a show about what I did over the weekend, and I did wrestle this weekend. And it was actually a match that a lot of Americans have been drooling for, which was myself versus Alan Angels. But I don't want to go there yet because I think people need to sometimes hear like, okay, well, if he's not out here jumping around in his underwear, like, what's up? What's going on? And the last time I had kind of a weekend off, we didn't record. True. We, we took a skip, a skip day. Um, but this weekend, I reminded myself Friday – of why I'm so happy to have a partner in my life, and now we we have had our discussions, Peter, about um, you know sort of the differences and where our lives are right now in that in that sort of uh, realm. And you've been a person who's been in all sorts of different types of um, communions and relations and uh, partnerships and things. And so I think now. The Friday version of Taylor that was in existence up here in Buckhead, Atlanta, Georgia was, I don't want to say pitiful, uh, but was like, I definitely, I had the best, I had an incredible day. But if you were looking like objectively from the outside and you didn't know anything about me, you'd be like, well, I guess that's just what he does. Because I just woke up, I drank coffee, I walked the dog around. I then went and saw The French Dispatch alone. That's right, the Wes Anderson film The Frist French Dispatch. It's a love letter to journalism told in three parts plus an obituary. What a twist. With a cast of characters uh, going through a, a whole set of acting and emotion that you wouldn't expect from this storytelling uh, platform. Go in, go in with no idea and leave delighted and jolly. But yeah, so I just walk around with the dog. I go to the movies alone. You never
1: know if you like the movies that you go see.
0: Here's the thing, man. This is what people don't understand. I'm addicted to information, and I'm addicted to experience, right? So... When it comes to going to see film, I feel like every time you see a movie, you are getting particular perspective. And when you add particular perspective, it expands your own perspective. So good or bad, you are getting some new perspective and or a familiar perspective on a subject that you may have already been uh, in touch with. And so whether a movie is good or bad, I fucking love it. I love every movie. I've seen such horrible movies. There's only one case, and this is a crazy story of me walking out of a movie. I've only ever walked out of one movie in my whole career, and here's what happened. This is going to be the most unbelievable effy story you've ever heard. I went on a date with this girl to the movies to see Fantastic Four: Silver Surfer, and we got about 45 minutes in, and she said, "Do you want to go make out in the car instead?" And I said, "Yep," and we left and we made out in the car and then uh I took her home and here's where it's real weird her dad came outside and like looked at my car and I left and I went home but her dad was also like my gym teacher from elementary oh, school no. you know so he's kind of like this dude who's like known us since we were like wee little tots either way that's the only movie i've ever walked out of i'm addicted to the movies i will when people talk to me about they're like what do you what's the What's the what do you do to be a good pro wrestler? And I'm like, you get an AMC movie pass because all of these dipshits are gonna buy you the earliest flight they can. You're gonna have nowhere to go. You're gonna use your fucking Uber credits and you're gonna go sit in the movie theater at 10:30 AM. You thought you were gonna nap? You thought you were gonna take a little a sweet little slumber with your luggage next to you in the AMC like a creeper? No way. In the heights made me cry three times, you know? So movies to me. It's the unexpected. It's the growth of perspective. I'm always at the movies if I can be to the point where like AJ finally understands. I was like, he was like, what are you doing today? Cause he was out of town this weekend. Like he wasn't even home with me. I get a weekend off and he's like, I'm out of town. See you later. Which is fine. We have beautiful lives together, but he's like, why'd you go see a movie without me? And I was like, Oh, well let me tell you about this movie. I got two sentences into describing this. And this is more of a, an attack on AJ than, an attack on Wes Anderson, in that I just went, he went, I've had enough. He was just done. He wants to see Eternals. He wants to see maybe Doctor Strange 2. He wants to see, he loves those Resident Evil joints. I'll tell you that. No matter how bad they got, no matter how many lichen wolves there were, he loves that. And so part of it, too, with me loving movies is going, I will there will be movies I will go see for my pleasure, where I get to giggle at all these little inside things. And then there will be movies I go see as big as possible with my lover. And it doesn't matter if I take on all the details, because there's another explosion coming, man. And I love that he loves it. I, this is... I love this. Movies, dude. It's all knowledge. It's all information. And, like, because I feel like the moment you don't have knowledge, no matter how important or not... You're not in on the joke, and I want to make sure I'm always in on the joke. And so the more information you can just compile, not only does it make sure that I am understanding the information coming at me at all times, but there are more chances for me to sort of be able to communicate with all people if I have an endless encyclopedia of things that I can find central ground on too. You know, The conscious cloud communicates with itself to understand itself. The Mm -hmm. meaning is in finding the meaning of understanding why we're learning anything at all damn. I'm hitting this vape, bro. I've been just, just jamming it. Friday was lit though, and then Friday night, dude, I got a free Activision code. Shout out to Activision. I was told I had to say thank you, Activision at least 13 times on the stream. But I got this new Call of Duty game, and the only problem I have with the Call of Duty universe is this. It is the most hetero version of me that comes out of this, because I'll get on a little kill streak or something, and I am boom blasting, and I'm just like, yeah! You want to go, bro? You want to take it there? You want to feel the nightmare? We're in a war. But even like Overwatch, it's colorful enough and there's characters where I'm like, I'm still like, yes, girl, kill them. Like shoot them with an electric razor or whatever. They're not real weapons. But in this, it's just like you're blowing people's heads off. You're going toe to toe. People are talking shit to me while I'm live on the stream. And I get real puffy chested on that kind of thing. So I played some stream cod Friday night. Like what else in the world But to watch movies and walk your dog and to just stream and hang out a little bit on a Friday. Now, this car alarm, do you think they're going to hear this? (laughs) They might. Hey, I want to tell you about the car alarm. Um, There's nothing I can do about that. So if that's what you're emailing about, don't email. Weekend at Effie's at gmail.com. Don't do it. Saturday, my friend of many, many, many years who is very famous, Ryan Rainbow, uh, of the Meat Meat podcast now. He's had a few podcasts, but the Meat Meat podcast is a podcast celebrating Roadrunner Records and all of their releases and everything that they have uh, put out. So he's had a lot of different band members from Roadrunner Records coming on the show. He's also had. A vampiro are you familiar with vampiro no well he's a ball-headed vampire man who used to do commentary and one time while they were doing a triple a show he let out just like the gnarliest wettest fart and you could hear it on commentary and i was like you bold motherfucker like he didn't even like they were like oh and he was like all this action in the ring and you're like yeah dude just like ride it out it happens They've said that a lot of those commentators, sometimes they make them pee in bottles. They make them go through, um, you know, these four hour shoots, four or five hour shoots without leaving the table. Like some guys have said they've peed their tuxedos before at these long events and they just have to deal with it. Cause they know they're only getting shot from the shoulders up. So it can be a nightmare. So for this guy to just go out there and be like, you're going to make me sit out here all fucking night with no snacks and barely any drinks. I'm ripping farts live on pay-per-view baby. So Ryan Rainbow has, you know, some really interesting guests on his show, but he was coming into town and it, he was coming to see the show Sunday. Should we go
1: check on that? Is that me? I don't know.
0: It's not me. Should I go start clapping at people out there?
1: I'm just going to peek my head out there. All right, peek
0: your head. I don't know if this part will end up staying, but this is, I'm a little nerve wracked. Peter's going out here to see what's happening. There has been, there has been reports of a lot of, uh, sewer people. And I do want to say, I am not referring to the mole people. I'm referring to sewer people that have come out of the ridges. It's Diane,
1: isn't it? It's like all the way across the street, like coming from the other side.
0: I wonder if they'll even notice. They'll think we're crazy here. It's gone. I did talk about sewer people. We've seen a lot of sewer people lately, but I don't want to be dismissive of mole people. People want to deny the existence of mole people. Wrong move, buddy. Well, Ryan rainbow, not a mole person, but he was like, I'm going to come into town Saturday. And he's very nondescript on when he's coming into town. So to me, like I'm already panicking, like not because someone's coming to town or like, we're going to a shower. This just because like, if I don't know when you're arriving at my doorstep, like I feel like I almost can't get anything done. Uh You know what I mean, like, I'm just sort of like, well, I could do this, but I don't know if it's going to be an hour or three hours. And then he was like, well, I'm leaving and this, but it worked out fine. And he's vegan and he's straight edge. The th- the thing about vegan straight edge people, we were discussing this a little bit earlier and we love them. Shout out to all oh, vegan absolutely. straight edge people. Y'all are fucking intense. Sometimes y'all are just like, it's intense and I love it. I'm like. I'm obsessed and rainbow brings the intensity out of me. Except for by the time Saturday night hit, I think sometimes my body's like, You're not doing anything anyway. And it will just start to like collapse in and shut down. Like there's been so many moments of borrowed time with me that the body's like, Nap, nope, this one's mine. Like I'm taking this. We got here, we had a joyous time. We began to watch Canadian Drag Race. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I've heard of Drag Race. Like, And if you tell people you're gay, it's like the second thing. Lucy's coming to say, hey. Hey, Lucy. Lucy, give me a kiss. Lucy, give me a kiss. Mm. Right there. Right for the listeners. The thing about Drag Race is people know about Drag Race, but they don't know that it is like quite literally a franchise. Like it is, uh, It's like a McDonald's now because they have Drag Race in America, and they have all-stars, but then they have Canadian Drag Race, and then they have Drag Race from uh, Thailand, and then they have Australian Drag Race, and they have Drag Race from Holland, and now they have Drag Race from Spain. Obviously, last night, we were watching Drag Race from Canada, like I said, but they also have Drag Race from the UK. They have Drag Race from Italy coming out.
1: We watched... uh, My friend Johnny and I watched Drag Race UK with you and AJ, And Johnny brings that up all the time. Like anytime he sees you in wrestling gear or wrestling, he's just like a little dumbfounded. And he, every single time he always says, I can't believe we watched drag race with that guy. See, it's a, it's a, it's, you remember your gay visits when drag race is odd. You know
0: what I mean? And so I think this was a world that like rainbow has, he knows about it obviously, but like, I was like, come on in deep baby. And we're in the second season of canadian drag race starring brooklyn heights and he's like who are these people and i'm like it doesn't matter look at the format it is a fun exciting show and everybody always says drag wrestling very similar and i agree in a lot of regards in that there is showmanship and costuming and performance and stunting and dance and maneuvering but i will say this I am always as a professional wrestler in the position of relying on that other person or set of people to highlight and juxtapose against what I'm doing. Whereas a queen most of the time is just going to be performing on her own. Now I think where the confusion sort of gets there is like RuPaul's known for doing these big lip sync battles where the girls are battling at the same time. And there is some wrestling in there where the girls will spice it up or add some fabe or build it. But there are there are more similarities than not similarities, but I am jealous of the fact that like I love that I get to be a one man show. But I'd be lying if I wasn't like I'm always doing duets. I'm Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, you know. Like it's it's uh, it takes the the combination to work.
1: Effie works because there's always somebody across from Effie to play with, right. I dated a uh, ballroom dance teacher for six years, and the similarities between ballroom dancing and wrestling are striking.
0: Are there? Do the partners stick around each other a lot, or is there a lot of like kind of open, free flow, keys in the bowl partner swapping?
1: Not in that sense,
0: but in that sort of. Uh,
1: The they say there's not, but there is.
0: Yeah, I figured it's. Good for them, and I want to. I think learning dance and learning that control of your body is so important. And I know now, even just someone is, is you know, I do yoga fairly frequently, I would say, and noticing the difference of that. But there is sort of the motion of dance that is so similar in wrestling. But the last thing I want is for my boyfriend to go, It looks like y'all rehearsed that move really well. Because that's like, to me, that's the ultimate insult in pro wrestling is is you being like, you guys worked really hard on making that work, didn't you? Because people all forget professional wrestling is not an imitation of professional wrestling. professional wrestling is an imitation of a fight, and they go, "Well wait, Effie, you do goofy things If Effie was in a fight, one hundo not taking you seriously right away, like you better earn it out of me because casually I'll beat your ass, but I'm gonna play with my food. I'm a dirty little bastard i'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna gnaw it around and see how it feels, and you can scratch and bite, but like I know I'll get there eventually and what was I saying? God, that's that line about eating people got me excited.
1: Um, you were talking about your vegan straight edge friend.
0: And I went right to
1: cannibalism.
0: I We were talking about drag, drag race. race. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to all the drag queens. I uh, you know, Pollo Del Mar is someone who's known RuPaul since way before she was RuPaul since way 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 back in the day and adding her component of the drag and Poyo I don't mean this in any bit of an insult she is a very old school drag queen in that she can host she can perform she can sing she can do lip syncing she can do costumes she can do you know there's it she's not just like I'm a look queen sometimes I wear bikinis like there is that category of drag queen now that's like I'm 19 I'm so hot look at it and Puerto Omar is like, it's the effort and the looks and the cohesion and the performance and entertainment of it that like, I think as a drag queen and a wrestler in both circumstances, you should always be prepared for things to not be as they were promised to you. And you should always be prepared to work on the fly. And if you can do those things, like who's going to stop you? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're the guy who shows up mad that his hotels out of La Quinta instead of a Best Western or whatever, You're going to hold that all day instead of going, you know what? They're flying me out here to play make believe. Let me just shut up and stay at the Econo Lodge for the night. Plus, I might get to watch another fight from the balcony. There's nothing like a hotel fight from the balcony. That's like, that's fun stuff. You don't always get that. Either way, what I'm saying is it was a really relaxed, chill night. Like, this is Friday and Saturday, and I am doing all of nothing. Typically, I am bumping on my head i am falling around i am up late i am not sleeping i'm moving around rapidly but this was one location at my house me and the dog in my brand new bed which like my whole life has been great since i got this fucking bed i mean i i think i'm in charge of a small country every morning that i wake up because it is king fucking sized and so is my ego my ego is allowed to be king size hopping out of this bed like oh the throne, the palace, who's watching over the over the kinfolk of our region. We must we must check on all the serfs. That's how I feel in this bed. And like to do that two nights in a row, it's perfect. But it was show day. Sunday is show day. Now you worked both days this weekend, right? I did. Is that for me? I'm used to it being, you know, like big time weekend, go in heavy weekday, shut off, live your life and sort of being in that schedule of the almost roller coaster or flux of that busyness and energy versus no busyness, no energy. Do you like, do you like buckle up? Like, I feel like there's a point in every weekend when it comes up, when things are heating
1: up where I like, I buckle up. You know what I mean? Uh, I've just been shutting. I slept all yesterday. Oh, I just shut down completely. You got
0: to give the time back.
1: Um, that's a hundred percent what it feels like. I have my own kayfabe, like a very subtle one that happens when I'm shooting weddings. Like I know, I know what I have to play up in order to be considered a good wedding photographer. And so I am way more extroverted on the day to the point where like, I've had to create a little character that is like the wedding photographer for me because I would just cringe and die inside.
0: Yeah. Um, if, you
1: have to up the corn for that. Yeah. And so I feel myself shift out of that every weekend. And I would say that that takes a toll.
0: Yeah. There's definitely a, a shift in that, but I think like getting to extend that sometimes Oh, what a difference maker because I woke up ready to go to the show. We were discussing earlier, you know, how, how I was feeling, how you were feeling. And I said, you know, I was almost a little nervous that I wasn't energetic enough coming into Sunday because it's a big match. People were excited. It's me. It's Alan angels of the dark order. Alan five angels, a five a of the dark order from all elite wrestling. Okay. Yeah. All elite wrestling. And People want to see this? This is big yeah, money it's markup really, like, acronyms. We love acronyms. Uh, god, dude, wrestling has too many fucking acronyms. It's, I want to make sure that I'm given what they need, but also in these scenarios now where I'm working for, like, I did that ring of honor taping and I did, you know, I worked for Dave
1: Marquez doing these championship wrestling tapings. You're about to say something here. (laughs) No, this is stupid. The acronym for the podcast sounds like a wrestling thing. WAE, bringing you the heat, the magic, the moment. This Saturday night,
0: you and a family member can come for BOGO. BOGO, 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 buy one, get one, same price. Kids under one and a half and free. Limit two per customer. WAE, the ultimate in entertainment. What what do you think it would stand for in that capacity? Wrestling at Effie's, I just sit on the porch and watch people in the yard.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Either way, when I'm doing these sort of more like, hey, we're going to set up a real taping and cameras, um I need to almost like flex my dick a little bit.
1: Can you talk about your wedding? My wedding? Yeah, I love this idea.
0: To you're talking about doing the full stunt wedding? Yeah. Um well, this is like I told I told AJ he could book it. And I was like, here's the deal. I'll give you your own ceremony reception that is our own, that is very private, very limited engagement. But there's got to be one we can sell tickets to. And I don't even think you need a full pro wrestling ring. Maybe you do. I don't know. We haven't thought all the way through. But I think with the use of stunt technology and twists and drag queens that we could put on one of the most extravagant wedding shows you've ever seen in a venue and... AJ's fully down to bump. You know, I'll go through tables. We can have the queens do stuff to us. We can have some twists and plots and turns. And I think it would be well worth the ticket price. Plus, I would actually get a real catering team in there to do some actual entrees, desserts. Now everybody says a oh, wedding cake, and I think that's fine. But we would also have a wedding ice cream bar because but cold. You ice can cream. incorporate the wedding cake into the wrestling. That is true, and also we can have someone come out of a different cake. We be like, here's the cake, not a cake. It could be a wrestling celebrity of sorts. It could be Rikishi, and he gives a stink face to somebody. You know about Rikishi? No. He well, He's a man from, and I'm not sure which Polynesian island, but from one of the Polynesian islands, uh, who he used to wear a thong, like a sumo thong, and he would rub his bare ass in your face. And that was one <laughs> of his moves called the stink face. And he would kick you, and you'd fall to your ass, and he would come, and it was covered in dimples, and it was... Oh, wide, Oof. wide. And you could tell if he liked you, you know, they would really work the camera angle. WWE likes to do a shaky camera, like when motion is happening. Uh. So it feels more motiony. And it, it felt like an 8.5 on the Richter, baby, when that ass came into your face. You know what I mean? He's still doing it out there. Shout out Rikishi. All love. All love to Rikishi. Uh, I had to feel prepared. But like I said, I flexed my dick a little just so people know, like, hey, you're working with Effie. Effie does not work for anyone. And and that's an energy I kind of have to carry everywhere. It doesn't mean I'm at all hard to work with. I'm the easiest to work with ever. But I'm not going to sell for you on dumb things. And I'm going to come and do my job. And I'm not going to like run around like a banshee when things are confusing. So like, there was some confusion. I made everybody else run around. (laughs) I was like i'm gonna sit here here's i said i pointed out the confusion i go hey here's a point of confusion and then i just sat back and i hit that vape and i chilled and they figured it out and i trusted that and i was like i remember before i went out the match before us was on and it was awesome and i was watching and i was like oh shit i'm about to like i'm going out now and my warm-up routine is sort of vaping um i'll you know i stretch all the time peter i'm always stretching it's one time I was like, I had to have a real therapy moment with myself where I was like, am I, do I like crack my bones and stretch so much? Is it like a nervous tick? And then I thought for a second, I was like, no man, I got to, there's a lot of pains in here that I am relieving with this. Like I went, Oh, I went to the chiropractor earlier and I was like, I got wham bammed in the face by Alan five angels of the dark order from all elite wrestling. And he cranked that thing right back into position. So maybe sometimes it is, but maybe sometimes I'm just correcting my fucking posture uh,
1: well, take this for what it's worth. Um, understanding like yoga and stretching and then anything that's like opening your body up. Like when you're going to the chiropractor, all of those practices aren't like, like yoga gets like a spiritual attachment to it, but those are just stretching practices for the actual breathing practices that are other forms of yoga that are yeah. deeper within the tradition. So it's like actually getting your body physically ready to do all of that stuff. And I'm so I'm sure that there's some like patterning that's happening as far as like your breathing and everything. Oh, like certainly. The yeah.
0: I mean, when you're talking about setting up for that sort of, but it's almost like, oh, did I prepare for the ceremony is sort of where my head is at in this. Mm-hmm. But they gave me this new, like this brand new uh theme song they did, Championship Wrestling. And they had a real composer make the song, and I was like, look. Oh, because it's TV, right? It's TV. So they can't use Elton John because he won't answer my fucking DMs to the Nomeo and Juliet Twitter account that I know he associate produced. So I said they said, Well, you gotta have a custom song. I said, Okay, but I'm a dick. And this is me flexing a little just because. And I'm going, I don't care. And they go, Well, you can use it anywhere. You know, we're gonna make you the song. We want you to have input on it. They're being so kind, they're being so like, we want you to have the input, and I'm going, I don't care. I come out to Elton John and they're like, all right, well, we're going to sing you some drafts. And I'm like, can I even open these drafts? And I listened and I'm like, oh, shit kind of rips. Like they went for it and I gave him a little feedback and then he added some other stuff. The song ripped and I came out to it. Girl, the timing when I finally get up and let that bitch out, girl, Ooh, I got goosebumps. So we might use that song a little more. I don't know. I'm still waiting on Elton to talk to me. Elton, I'm happy to do the job. I'm happy to. Let me do the job. Let's get the song worked out. It's worth it for me. Loved you in the Kingsman movie that you were in. Fantastic. Alan Five Angels is such a goddamn good professional wrestler. And I want to say this. I watched a couple of Alan Angels matches. Not as like, let me see how my opponent doing. But just you want to get a feel for things of like, let me see if I notice any patterns to play with. Like, why not do a little bit of job you know, work besides like, show me what you're saying. What are you saying? What are you saying? Show me what. Let me see it. Can you do it on him? okay okay so i'm watching a couple matches and what i notice is this alan angels came in as sort of a like extra talent job guy for tv of like it's it's the pandemic we'll come on in you know you can go against our guys in little baby matches and we'll get you some footage and then they were like oh shit he's good and then they were like oh shit he's really good and now he's like shining work rate member of the dark order doing tag matches every week like vibing it up looking sickening (laughs) The transition in the quality of his like gear is so incredible. His confidence, his work rate. And also, like he's such a handsome boy that you're in the ring with these guys, and you're like, I got to hit the shit out of this dude. I got to beat this dude's ass, or they're going to think I'm a loser. But luckily, we got to have a really fun, playful, yet violent exchange. I'm always calling for the violence, though. That's what a lot of people don't realize. They're like, Effie, you're so reckless. You're so reckless, Effie. We're worried about you. And I'm like, I'm not reckless at all. What I am is calculated. And I will not put anybody else in danger. But boy, I will make it look like I have died. And maybe I did. I don't know. But I felt pretty good. We did this match. Rainbow was with me all day. Helped me sell merch. We did a meet and greet with Luke Gallows. Big LG. He said I need to come back out to the farm. And then uh, we went home, man. And it ruled. Because when you do a show... That is 20 minutes from your house. You're in bed before you'd even be leaving the venue if you were anywhere else. Like you'd still be at the show if I was in town. I'd be like, I guess someone at the end of this who's taking the ring down is going to eventually take me to a hotel. And it's not always like that. Like I'm making it sound worse than it is. But man, you go, all right, now we're leaving. And then you get in the car and then you're done. It's perfect. And it was nothing. You know what I mean? What a moment. Me and a Alan Angels. Uh, shout out to Tony Khan for allowing that. Uh, a lot of people in wrestling talk about the forbidden door. You know about the forbidden door? No. The concept of this forbidden door is that forever and ever, if you were working for a company, you were working for that company. And now uh, we are on kind of the precipice of a new... Wide opening of independent wrestling. And I've had a lot of people sort of, you know that scene in Oliver Twist where he wants some more fucking porridge? Kind of mm-hmm. looking up with the eyes like, what, can we, what do we do? We got a lot going on right now in wrestling where a lot of people just lost their jobs at a lot of different places. And a lot of people are fitting to lose their jobs at even more places. And they kind of come to me and they go, what do you do? What do you, what do, you do out here? And I say, and I got really heated about it last night on my Monday Not Raw stream. We're recording this on Tuesday. But the difference between being attached to these contracts and being stuck to a particular company, there are very high benefits to that because you have the uh, knowledge that the check comes through every week. You have the guarantee of a safe working environment. You have the guarantee of uh, being given a specific task, you know, for what your duties are for that day. You are a small part of a big cog and out here, out here at the outlaw mud shows, you have to earn that shit every night. And I don't mean that as sort of a, uh, Oh, your life is always on the line or this or that, or, you know, if you don't do well, they're going to cut your ankles, but sort of a, You don't stick around long out here on the independence when you're having to continually book yourself and continually make sure that you are providing something that the booker is going, this is worth spending my money on bringing you out here. We often get kind of lost in wrestling in the sort of dream of, oh, well, these guys are flight guys or these guys are being brought out here. These guys are this or that. And as you sort of scratch in deeper, you find out, Okay, well, a few people get booked here because they know this guy or they go back with this guy or they used to do this with this guy and so when it really comes down to who is being brought around the country and who is being brought to these places and who is being offered money because their schedule is already pretty full what you're finding is that it's a little fewer than you think because you have to actually put the money behind it and be able to draw a crowd saying that you are a superstar of of such and such company or saying that you're a wrestler that used to work here. It does get you like a little bit of ammunition, but if wrestling fans are already going to be there and typically they are, then who else are you bringing in And, and what else can you provide to the show? If it's not direct tickets at the door, maybe there's something else you're providing. Maybe you really can put somebody over and turn them into a draw in the future, but you've got to start thinking about what you're offering to a business from a business point of view. They are putting on shows to draw tickets, to make money, to get people excited, and to spend money on professional wrestling. And you are saying, well, why can't I come out? Why can't I fly out? I'll fly myself out, I'll do this. I'll... You gotta understand that by just doing that, it's you're not helping professional wrestling or yourself, and you are missing the point of what we do, which is we entertain crowds right? It's great. It's a dream. It's beautiful. It's magic. I believe in the magic of pro wrestling, right? But it's also a job and we are entertainers. And if you are not providing that for a, for a, uh, particular client, be it a promotion or a sponsor or something that you're doing that you're being compensated for, then you can't expect return visitors. And if you're pricing yourself out of the market, you can't expect return visitors you know what? Daddy's rate is what daddy's rate is. And daddy gets what daddy needs because daddy knows the people are coming to see him anyway. And I've had a few promoters show their cards recently where they go, Hey, Hey pal, we announced Effie and we sold this many tickets right away. And I go, uh, Probably shouldn't have told me because price goes up, pal. We're selling tickets out here pretty well. I love it Uh, and I love that energy but that's I I just I hate for it to be a harsh reality at the end of this wonderful relaxed Effie show here but baby it's uh, it's a war out there and if you ain't ready to fight for you
1: who else is how's that feel feels good
0: yeah you're reaching for the golden ticket now let it ride you know what I mean (laughs) Lucifer is up here just licking my face and I love you so much, Lucifer. Give me that kiss. Give me that kiss. Give me that kiss. you something else. something else. Oh, I shipped out a ton of wrestling as gay orders just as we're at the end here. Uh, those are coming to you or have already gotten to you. I
1: want a fest shirt. Are there any left? Yes,
0: yes. Uh, yeah, if everybody doesn't buy them up, we'll get you one. What size are you? You don't have to tell me. We'll get there.
1: Uh, God bless you.
0: Um... Effie lives.com still has some stuff too. Fet shirts, champ shirts, pictures.
1: If you would like to advertise on the podcast, weekend at effies at gmail.com. Let's stick to that email address since it's already All right, it's in there. Weekend at effies at gmail.com. Please email Peter and uh And any questions you might have that we can answer on the podcast too.
0: Yeah, and- we could use a sponsor and you could use the talk up, baby. We talk, we'll talk good about your product. What a, is there anything in world news we need to address this week, Peter? Maybe the weird uh, Travis Scott shit. Uh, I want to say this. There's no event to attend that is worth your life. And if you can feel uh, a presence of danger or unsafety, I hope. I don't know. Once you're in there, you're in there, though. You can't you can't be cautionary. It's These people were in too deep before they even knew they were in trouble. I'm cooked, pal. I'm cooked. Uh EffieLives.com, book me for your wedding, and then Peter can come shoot it. <laughs> and please go follow Peter on Instagram, at LowSkyDance. We are going to be upping the ante next week, because this weekend... Well, first I have to tell you, tomorrow, I'm going to see Fiddler on the Roof. Like, the actual play in person? In, at the Fox Theater. Oh, wow. So... By the time this episode is out, I will have already seen Fiddler on the Roof, which... I'm a big Fiddler on the Roof fan, okay? No bullshit, no lie. Love Fiddler on the Roof. And then this weekend, I've got Detroit for Game Changer Wrestling. Saturday, I will just be hanging out at the Nick Gage Invitational. Uh, Next year, I think we're going to do an Effie Invitational. We'll see. But I will be hanging out at the Nick Gage Invitational, chilling, waving, kissing. And then Sunday... I'm going to visit, and I want to, maybe this is how we end this. Sunday, I will be in First Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which famously is the home of Purple Rain, and some say Prince is still there. Now, Lucifer, listen up. Listen up, Lucy. What do I do to honor and respect Prince in that space to make sure he doesn't feel like I'm coming in to disrespect what he has built? And second... The disrespectful question, how do I get his attention?
1: Okay. Um, So what you want to do for... So the easiest way to access Prince is through the symbol, because he built that symbol, he was alive. So that's just like easy transit in. Okay. Figure out an offering that makes sense, where you basically make it personal. Think of... Basically think of Prince as like one of your really close friends and you really like really want to nail it for Christmas for him this year. Okay. So present that as an offering. And then what you want to do, Lucy,
0: we're getting it real dense into the information here. And Lucifer is a little scared about what we're discussing. Lucifer, it'll be fine. I promise.
1: And then what you want to do for the actual like contact ritual is state your intention to force out everything that isn't Prince. Okay. And that's all you need to do. That's beautiful. I'm really excited about
0: this. Uh, after that, it gets a little wild and hazy. You know, what's your, hey, we, we talked a little bit, but you, you'll be around. Uh, I'm going to fly back in Thanksgiving afternoon. So maybe we'll go feast. I don't know. I don't know what your Thanksgiving's look like.
1: I don't have anything
0: going I on. Mine look like Boston market, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for <sighs> listening to our podcast. I trailed out a little bit here, but I think the, the Prince information is important. Uh, as always, if you're not telling, uh, your friends about this podcast, I don't, it doesn't concern me. You know, maybe that's not your spirit, but I'm glad you made it here. and I'm glad you're listening. You know, what better than a weekend at Effie's? What if we gave away a weekend with Effie? What would that be? That's, that's up to you. That could be crazy, right? That would be crazy. We might go to the aquarium.
1: Oh, I love the aquarium. Might go wild
0: to the aquarium. Let me ask, I'll ask you later. I'll ask you off the air about Fiddler on the Roof. It's important.